You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood. Hey, that's right. We're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Librarian, Ryan Livergood, coming to you from just outside of Chicago, Illinois. Also joining me this evening from the Pillow Palace itself in Minneapolis, Minnesota, it's Will the Thrill Greenwood. Will, what's going on? Ho, 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 ho. Welcome to the Pillow Palace. It is a new season for us. This is season three since we're kicking off the 2019 season, guys. And joining us also for episode one of season three from North Carolina, Trey Barrett. Trey, what's going on? What's up, man? Everybody, welcome to the Major League Baseball DFS podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about how Shane Bieber is destroying it tonight in my cash lineups, making money hand over fist. Will is super excited. We got Will's, we got Will's uh, third baseman of the week coming no, up. No, it's, no, a, it's a new DFS value. It's a change. It's a new take. It's a new, uh, new, new, new episode, man. This baseball, you guys, I'm excited. No, for real. We're less than 24 <laughs> hours away from real NFL football. We can no longer call preseason football real NFL football. Um, we are are literally on the doorstep of the 2019 NFL season. I couldn't be more excited. Um, and I, and I am, I, I, all joking aside, I'm going to plug it, man. If you're not playing NFL DFS, <laughs> you are missing out. Showdown slate tomorrow night. Get in there. It's a, you can spend a quarter. It makes the game so much more entertaining. Use promo code Fantasy Joes. No, I'm just kidding. We're not, we're, we're not sponsored <laughs> yeah, by DraftKings. FFJ or... underscore <laughs> Will underscore Trey underscore Ryan. We go in reverse alphabetical order. Um, um. But we're excited. It all starts. You've got your dynasty teams kicking off tomorrow night. DFS, redraft leagues. It's all here. It's a lot of fun. It is the 2019 football season. 100th anniversary of the NFL. Started at Soldier Field, Bears-Packers. We'll talk a little bit about that later. Um, But what we're going to do tonight, really, is we're just going to give our predictions for the year. We're going to go through the divisions. We're going to talk about who we think is going to win. We might highlight some players that we think are going to have huge fantasy seasons with these predictions but that's essentially what we're going to do so guys shall we jump right into it are we just going to go division by division and i'll take turns giving our picks yeah i want to do a quick week one you're in a pick'em league who's your week one team pick'em how much you guys know about the schedule how much you've been following this come on i go i go seahawks seahawks at home against cincinnati they're gonna destroy all right all right all right Uh, easy pick for me that's that's pretty tough will if you want to share yours i'll try to pull up the nfl schedule real quick i know i know that the seahawks are the largest favorite Uh, according to vegas i also think that was the biggest percentage and i'm on board ryan i think it's a good week to choose the seahawks because they're they have a a hit and miss season you'll find about my opinions about them a little bit later in the episode but they uh they can break your heart pretty silly so I'll, I'll take Eagles too over the Redskins. I feel. I was thinking Ravens was another one of my favorites over the. Oh Dol- yeah, Ravens over Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah, I'll take I'll take the Eagles. Also, yeah. are we going to talk transaction news at all? No, okay. we can if you'd like. The, you know, the, the great thing about this, we're in season now, so this is an you know sort of I don't want to say it's the off season for the Fancy Joes, but we're a dynasty podcast. 
we know the heart of the dynasty content is in the off season. That's where we really shine. So getting into the season, we know you're going to be listening to your favorite DFS podcast, your, your uh, redraft podcast. And that's cool. So we're just kind of kicking back and having fun, throwing out some crazy predictions. We can talk about whatever we want, my friend. It is the regular season kicks off less than 24 hours. I want to get something off my chest then. Let's do it. Uh, Kenny Stills to the, the Texans was not the Texans trying to replace any other wide receiver on that team. That was a salary dump. Get that out of your head. It, it, I get very, very aggravated when I hear that on other podcasts. Like, they traded for Kenny Stills. They did not trade for Kenny Stills. They traded for Laramie Tunzel, and the Dolphins made him take Kenny Stills so that they could dump that, that contract, and he wasn't fitting in with the team because the coach used some weird tactic anyway. Uh, and I hope Kenny Stills is well there. I hope he succeeds. You know, I really do. And I hope that he can be a replacement for Deshaun Watson. I think that's good for him to have another – like, Kenny Stills is a good wide receiver in my opinion, but it, I don't think it had anything to do with the wide receiver depth on the Texans. I think it had only to do with the Dolphins' Uh, just shoveling off salary cap. What do yeah, you I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't think it moves the needle for me at all. Like wanting to acquire him in any of my leagues for sure. It, it, it totally was a move that the Dolphins were like, okay, we don't want this guy. Um, you want our stud left tackle. Well, then you're going to have to take Kenny Stills as well. That's I, I agree with that. Trey, any, any, uh, any disagreement with that? No, I, I'm in complete agreement. I, I think that, I mean, I, I do think it's a great move by them though, because I do, I do believe that Kenny Stills is a little bit more talented than he's probably ever really been given credit for from a real NFL perspective. And given the fact that they do have a couple wide receivers in Kiki Kuti and Will Fuller that have struggled to stay healthy in their, you know, <clears throat> relatively short NFL careers, the ability to plug in Kenny Stills, who can, can play the slot, he can play outside, I do think functionally for a team like Houston with Andrew Luck retiring that now has a, a real legitimate window to, you know, compete for that division and for even for potentially a Super Bowl, I think it makes a lot of sense for them as, as far as like an insurance policy. So I did think that the acquisition of Laramie Tunsil was, was really big for them. Um, as their offensive line is dismal. But uh, the, the, the throw into Kenny Stills, I think, was, was nice from an NFL perspective. I do agree that I don't – you know, I, he's not a guy I'm rushing out to acquire in Dynasty Redraft or, you know, any other format. Yeah, you know, the, the, the sad thing about I, – I hope this works for the Texans because it's an all-in move for this year. Bill O'Brien trying to save his job. They don't have a GM. It's pretty reckless what they did. I mean, with – they, they didn't get enough compensation for Clowney. They botched that situation. I mean, you got to like, you know, how they short up their offensive line a bit. It, it, and they're going to be a fun team to watch, but I do worry about their future. They gave up a lot of draft capital to get that. Oh, I'm going to go on the opposite side of Reckless there. The end goal is to get somebody like Laramie Tunzel with one of those draft picks, and the hit rate is so low on first-round draft picks, and you don't know what the classes are exactly going to come out as and what's going to fall to you, and they just got sniped. Uh, we watched the the Cleveland Browns do this for, for years, like three or four years, and you don't want to sit in purgatory for that long. At least they'll go all in. They'll give it a go. And, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess it's a little – yeah, Ryan, I, I, I came a little bit hard against Reckless. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I think this is what you got to do, right? You are – you're in your chance to capitalize with a young core. You haven't had to pay Deshaun Watson yet, right? So you need to move those draft picks anyway. Uh, potentially, and you still get Tubbs for one year and then the franchise year. 
And you do take on Kenny Stills' contract, but you can dump that for next year. And I don't know. I'm just I, – I, this is what they needed to do to protect their long-term asset in Deshaun Watson. And I just am just impressed of how poorly the Texans did in the offseason until they fired their GM. So, uh, this is really fun for me. Or, Listen, and, and it, it's really fun to watch the Texans, what they're doing. It's ironic that you mention the Browns when you're talking about this situation because isn't it crazy ironic that – the backfield of the Houston Texans right now essentially is the backfield of the uh, Cleveland Browns from two years ago. And then lest we forget the draft pick that was used to select Nick Chubb by the Cleveland Browns was the draft pick that they received in compensation for taking on the bloated contract of uh, what's his name? His name's eluding me right now. Osweiler. Osweiler. So, so, it's, it's just kind of, you know, it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? All the, all the Browns running backs are, are tied to the Texans here currently on their roster or, you know, the, the draft pick trade away. So anyway, could, could you imagine had they not made that move and you have Nick Chubb on this Texans roster right now as they're starting running back? It's like, I mean. It wouldn't, still wouldn't have anybody to block for him. How he's got yeah. that problem in Cleveland. But we'll get there. We're, I'm a little bit worried about Cleveland's <laughs> offensive line. For, yes? Foreshadowing, what? ladies and gentlemen. What? What? Right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. We'll get into that. Yeah, let's jump into it, guys. We're going to jump into our divisional predictions, and we're going to jump into it with the NFC East. The NFC East. So, Trey Barrett, why don't you lead us off with your NFC East prediction? Who's going to win that division? Yeah, this was probably one of the easier choices for me. It's the Philadelphia Eagles. It's talent on both sides of the ball. It's coaching. That organization is – one of the top three organizations in the NFL right now, as far as the way they're being run town evaluation. I love the opportunities they're going to have there on offense. They've got so many weapons. They've got, you know, Miles Sanders and our Sega white side on top of, you know, the, the more well-known quantities. And I, I think it's going to be a, a fun team to watch. Carson Wentz, I think has got to be one of my top three picks to be in the running for MVP. So I, I'm going all Eagles in the East. Yeah, that, that's good. I, I don't have a, a lot to add. Um, I, I also have the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I just, I, you know, I, I guess maybe Dallas would be the other contender for the NFC East, but I just think the Eagles, they're just such a well-run organization. I think they're, they have tremendous depth if someone goes down. Um, so, yeah, I, I like the Eagles as well. Will? Ooh. I'm going Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> that was my impression of uh, Michael Irvin. I like it. Okay. Okay. I also love the way that he says Cooper. When he says Cooper Cup or Mark Cooper, <laughs> uh, I wish it makes me want to, my name to be Cooper so that he could say it. <laughs> well, so, um, what, 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 why do you like the, the Cowboys over the Eagles? I think they have a, a talent enough defense to keep teams under control and an offensive line that seems to be coming together healthy. Am I wrong, boys? Am I wrong about that? Where they can do game control. And then rely on that defense just enough to where they, they, I just, to me, they have the complete package of a win now team. And I, 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 to me, the Eagles are still trying to piece everything together. The wide receiver core is okay. They have Zach Ertz, who had a really good breakout year last year, but I, I just don't know what they're going to end up being. And I know that they have a very deep offensive line, but I don't know that their offensive line is as top heavy as it is on the Cowboys. And I'm going to go. Uh, assuming no injuries, you know, let's just, let's just not go, let's keep injuries out of it. So unfortunately my opinion here is taking the Dallas Cowboys. I don't really like the Cowboys like at all. I'd rather have the Eagles 
when even though they are kind of annoying uh, as a franchise when they win because they talk a lot of trash. But uh, you know, I think I, I don't know. I just feel like they're gonna they're gonna be the, one of the most boring winning teams of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I think it's a fine call. I, I don't have a lot. I can't take a lot of issue there. I just think the Eagles just have a bit of an edge. I, I think I believe in Carson Wentz, assuming he can stay healthy throughout the year. Over Dak, I'll, th- I'll think Dak is is going to have a good year. So, are yeah. You, are you, are you, were you about the Eagles' defense at all? No, I mean they were injured last year. I, th- I think they've shorted up that defense enough, so I, I'm not that worried about their defense now. Yeah, it's just it's still where they shorted up. And I do well, think that their offensive line, both both teams' offensive lines are elite. They're probably two of the top, you know, three or four offensive lines in the league. So I think that that's their strength. I think the big question for me, I mean, you talk about the Eagles at wide receiver. I mean, you know, the Cowboys have Amari Cooper and then Michael Gallup. I mean, you know, I know Tony Pollard's getting a lot of buzz as far as being this weapon. Zeke's now going to be signed. But, you know, that, that offense is is not nearly got the depth that the Eagles do. And, and, I, and I just don't, you know, Jason Witten at tight end. I mean, I know it sounds like a great story, but I just think that the options for the Eagles. And, and to be honest, I just trust their coaching staff more. I have zero faith in the coaching staff or the front office of the Cowboys for that matter. They've, yeah, totally, they've totally botched this Zeke issue. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it'll be interesting to see how the year plays out. Um, I will say, however, I do have the Cowboys making the playoffs, so I don't dislike the Cowboys. I have them as a wild card team. So, yeah, I, I mean, the, the Eagles' defensive line is great, and uh, you know they're they had all kinds of issues with um, their defensive backs. They had a lot of injuries last year. So, I mean, uh, I think with any of these teams, that's the thing we don't know is health. But going into the season anyway, the Eagles' defense is healthy, so I think that's where it's going to be improved. But shall we move on to? the NFC West guys and give our picks for that. Trey or will you want to go first this time? NFC West. Maybe will doesn't want to go first. I'll go first. <laughs> I, yeah. I'll, I'll hit mine. It is this one's super easy. It's the Rams. I mean, I just think, you know, on offense, on defense, they've got elite talent all over the field. They've got a, a great head coach. I think that they're going to win that division fairly easily. I, I don't think the Cardinals or the 49ers have a, a, a chance at all um and, and i think that while i like the seahawks and some of the things they're going to be doing there in seattle i just don't think that they can can handle la so it's the rams for me pretty easily yeah you know i think the rams do have some competition with the seattle seahawks um because i as much as i want to discount seattle i want to like say their defense is going to be horrible then they go out and they they make a move, <laughs> and they get clowny. And you know, they they just they're just well a well coached team, and they they seem to be competitive every year. And they have Russell Wilson. That's why they have Russell Wilson, who I think is the best quarterback in the NFC West. But I'm still going with the Rams. I I think that they're going to be too much overcome. They've got a great defense, and their offense should be good. Even if Gurley is not 100, um, percent I still like the Rams to win it. Will Greenwood. Now you're gonna you're gonna bring us home again. Yeah, sorry. I'm actually in an auction draft for a guillotine league, boys. So I'm sorry for the delay there because I was nominating. This shouldn't happen again. Uh, oh, it's I'm, I'm taking the Seahawks. It. You know what? The Rams lost one of their best their best guards uh, going to the Titans. What was his name? Uh, Suffield or uh, uh, anyway, they're I don't think their their offensive line is going to be good as good as it was last year. 
I think that you saw a little bit of a blueprint for, for to figure them out coming into this season, especially when McVay gave away that he's giving new signals. I think it's a very easy pivot for defenses to do. And the, I, I you know, I'll get into it later, but I don't trust the Rams uh, uh, quite a bit this year coming into the season. I actually like what the Seahawks have done, and it might might be a little bit just because I lived in Seattle for a while, but uh, I don't know, over San Francisco, over L.A., and uh, over Arizona, I, I like the Hawks winning that division. I think that they can, they can figure out how to win enough games to take that division, you know, at like 10 and 6. Yeah, uh- uh, Trey, what, what do you think? You seem to be the most down on the Seahawks of the three. Yeah, games. that's a very interesting call to me. I mean, they have no defense. I know they added Clowney, but, the, but their defense literally is going to be extraordinarily porous. Um, outside of Tyler Lockett, they, I mean, who's their wide receiver too right now? I mean, it's it's just kind of a mess. They, they've got, you know, I, I think a limitation in the pass. They, they obviously want to be a running team. The, the problem is that, you know, you look at someone like the Baltimore Ravens, right? I, I think they, you know, they made the playoffs last year as the most rush heavy team in the NFL. Well, it's because they have an elite defense. And, and I just don't think that they're going to be able to hang with. Honestly, I think that there's a decent possibility that, you know, the Seahawks are looking at about a 500 record this year. I mean, I, I like Russell Wilson a lot, but I, I don't think that they, you know, obviously they've shored up their offensive line. I think their defense is going to be uh, pretty awful. So I, I um, I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson and I hope, Hope to see. I just, I just think the Rams are, uh, you know, talent-wise, are, are leaps and bounds ahead of of the Seahawks. Yeah, I, th- I still think they have some some corner talent coming up. Shaquille Griffin's still an elite corner, or not still, but is is, is rising to elite corner in my opinion. And they're they're kind of the they still have one of the most elite linebackers in the league in Bobby Wagner by far. So yeah. I, I just think that kind of core of the defense, and I, I just I, I, maybe it's just a gut feeling. With Seattle, where I think the Rams are, they've just signed a bunch of old talent. They've also had some leave, and I don't, I don't trust how they're going to be this year. And, and there are some questions with the Rams' offensive line, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Let, let's, hey, guys, let's move on to the NFC because we're going to talk about the NFC North and the NFC South. I think they're two of the more interesting divisions in all of football. So we're going to start with the NFC North. I'm going to put my pick out there first, if you guys don't mind. <laughs> it's going world, to be Ryan. – the Chicago Bears. And here's what I want to say about the Chicago Bears. I think – and we talked about this before we started the podcast. You guys disagree with me. I think nationally, when I listen to the national media, I feel like they're a little bit down on the Bears. And there's that narrative, okay, the Bears defense is going to regress. It could regress. But there are some things going for that defense. Um, you've got Roquan Smith, who's going to take a leap forward um, year two, in my opinion. He's been amazing. The guy's an animal. Uh, I think they've improved the secondary. People talk about Adrian Amos leaving. Adrian Amos was a was a, a good solid football player, uh, but haha Clinton Dix he's gonna be a nice addition with Eddie Jackson back there. So uh, yeah, well, you know it's all a matter of health I think at the end of the day. So I, I like that Bears defense. Um, probably won't be the number one defense in all football because that just doesn't happen if you look at history. But they're still gonna be really really good. And the Bears offense, I think their offensive line's gotten better. Hey Will, who is the cent- starting center for the Chicago Bears? Oh, you're going to kill me because the Iowa player. Iowa. His name. James Daniels. So James Daniels Classic is moving Daniels. from guard to center to his natural position. Um, you got Cody Whitehair moving to guard. Kyle Launch should be healthy this year. The offensive line is going to be better. Um, the, the skill position players got better with uh, Cordell Patterson coming in, with David Montgomery. They've got the, wide, the running backs that they need that can do everything that Matt Nagy wants to do in his offense. So they've got the chess pieces. 
I mean, I think the big question mark is definitely Mitchell Trubisky because, you know, clearly you saw a lot of guy, the guy make a lot of mistakes, but the word we're hearing is that now he actually understands the offense and he's, you know, taking a leap forward. And, and I will be the first to admit he is a big question mark. Um, he could be have a great fantasy year and not be that great of NFL quarterback. But I think Mitch will take at least a small step forward, and I think it'll be enough for the Bears to hold off some fantastic competition in the NFC North. The Vikings are going to be really good. The Packers are going to be good. Uh, and the Lions could be better than some people think. So it's going to be a tough division, but I think the Bears will, will duke it out and, and you know, win it at the, at the end of the season. So, so, Will, you might as well go next because people know what, what, what team you're going to pick in the NFC North. Uh, I, I can't, it's hard for me to use my brain. I don't know if it's fair to the fans uh, to just go with this. I think the Vikings are going to put it together. Uh, Gary Kubiak is one of the reasons I think that the, it's really going to change this year in the way the offense functions uh, in Minnesota and the way their running game can kind of dominate a little bit more than last year. The Mike Zimmer and DiFilippo uh, dichotomy last year was not a good fit. That was a bad hire by the front office, just, just with who Mike Zimmer is. And I'm not sure Mike Zimmer is the best coach in the world, and Minnesota fans probably hate me for that, but I'm, I'm not, not the biggest fan of his philosophies overall. He's very old school. But I think Kubiak does fit well with that, and I think that can, that can really generate a great run game. And their defense, they're getting back their first-round cornerback pick. Uh, I think it was Isaiah McKenzie, who tore his ACL early last year. So he's a good slot corner, at, or at least projects to be, I should say. We don't know what he is in the NFL yet. So I do think their defense could take a step forward and that they, they're not going to lose those games last year where they got blown out by the Bills. They're, they're going to be able to take care of business when they should. Uh, and then contest games that they should as well and, and come out on top. That's, that's where I feel about the Vikings. That is about a bunch of homerism, but I do think the Bears are due for uh, a little bit of a schedule regression. I think they have a pretty tough, tough schedule, Ryan, in, in general. I, I was looking at it, and they have some should wins, but they have some, they have, they're going to have some close calls. I mean, I, I do worry a little bit about that. And the other one uh, we'll talk about with, with, with you, Trey, I could see that happening as well. But I uh, – We'll talk about our wild cards later. I love, I love NFC North this year. It's so studly. Yeah, it is. Uh, easy for us to say, right? So, so Trey, you have a different team at the top of the NFC North. Tell us about your pick. So, I'm actually and, – and, and part of this is just a belief in the fact that Mike McCarthy was really holding back this Packers offense and Aaron Rodgers in general. I think people are writing him off a little too early. I think he, you know, was, was hurt. I mean, this is no mystery, right? Pretty much all of last year. Um, I, I think that Green Bay is the team that's going to win this division. And part of that is the schedule. I mean, if you look at Chicago primarily, I kind of glanced at their schedule. I mean, they have an incredibly, incredibly challenging schedule. And, and they get some of their tougher opponents at home. But, you know, some of their non-conference games this this year, just to name, you know, five of them, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Los Angeles, both Rams and Chargers, um, and then Dallas, Kansas City. So that's six, you know, likely playoff teams. Okay, so, you know, they, they start off against Green Bay at home and, and I'm actually picking Green Bay to win that game tomorrow night. And I know that's, you know, an upset. I, I'm sure the Bears are Get right. by four or five points. But I, I just think that I, I and this is partly a belief in that I think with Vic, Vic Fangio last year, their defense, I mean, they were completely able to ride their, their defense. They, they were the division winners because of their defense. And I know that there's a lot of, uh, you know, credit being given to Matt Nagy 
Um, but I think the loss of Vic Fangio is going to be bigger for that team than many are anticipating. And, and I, I do not believe, I, I think that the, the jury is incredibly out on Mitch Trubisky. And unless he proves that he can, you know, essentially, you know, Matt Nagy's play calling was the only reason their offense was even, I think, really functional last year. You know, Mitch Trubisky does not have the ability to go through his progressions like, uh, you know, you expect from an NFL quarterback. So I do believe he's the X factor, right? If he takes a step forward and is, has the ability to work through his progressions, make good decisions, I think that, you know, certainly this team can easily win that division. But I, I just think something about – I think the Aaron Rodgers, you know, ha, finally having a, a offensive coordinator um, or offensive mind there, I should say, that will hopefully, you know, utilize the play-action pass a little bit more um, and, and – allow him to, you know, do the things he loves to do, but maybe he'll under a little better structure, actually maybe have the wide receivers running route instead of the old, you know, schoolyard football. So. Yeah, and, and assume a health, uh, healthy offensive line, which should be huge for him. They've, they've dealt with a lot of injuries there that I think people forget. Yeah. And they made a lot of moves on defense. Their defense was pretty, pretty terrible. And so they, they've actually brought in, um, they, they brought in some pretty key free agents. And so I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be interesting um, to, to watch, you know, tomorrow, tomorrow night, I think it's going to be uh, a, a big game for both these teams as far as, you know, kicking off the, the 2019 season. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see green Bay's defense. Cause they did have a lot of additions, but they're already pretty injured. I, I can't remember the name of the quarterback that's going to start for them tomorrow night. I was listening to the football guys preview and it's, but it's like a seventh round draft pick. So there are secondaries already hurt. You know, Kevin King's out right now. Um, so, so it'll be interesting to see how that that Green Bay defense um, comes together this year. I think the offense obviously will be fine. I mean, one one right of the quarterbacks there. is Justin Jackson from the University of Iowa. Yeah, hasn't um, been a great pro yet, but he'll get there. No, he could, he could be really good. So, but I, the one last thing I'll say about the Bears with the defense with, with the regression. Um, yes, Chuck Pagano. I'm not saying he's Vic Fangio, but he's not a bad defensive coordinator. Um, historically, he's been a, a really good one. And the Bears still have Khalil Mack. They still have Akeem Hicks, Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson. They, they still have stud playmakers on defense. So the defense may regress, but, you know, can those guys still make plays? You know, we shall see. But, but I agree with you, Trey. The, the question mark is Mitch Trubisky because clearly he wasn't able to go through those progressions last year. You're right. But, you know, if you're to believe Coach Nagy and coaches are going to say what they're going to say, you know, last year he didn't even understand the offense that well. He couldn't even, you know, read what the defense was doing. It was overwhelming <laughs> to him. But now he has an understanding of that offense. And mentally, can he take that step forward? That's the big mystery. That's the big question for the Bears. And we're not going to know until maybe starting tomorrow night. Shockingly, what? I do not believe Matt Nagy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. Because um, I know none of us really know until we see it on the field, right? True. Okay. Very true. So let's go to the NFC South. Also another fascinating division and will i insist that you go first this time so tell us who you pick in the nfc south to win it all. all right i'm here for you guys uh i'm ready for this to be the the sunset season for drew Brees. i think this is me and I'm, I'm choosing the saints i think they made some interesting additions especially with eli apple late last season as a first round quarterback uh and and not not bad but maybe in a bad scheme there on the giants he came in he didn't have a great season but i think with a nice offseason with that team what they can do, uh, they losing Max Unger, I'll be very interested to see the effect of that on the whole team. And so I do have some concerns there. But I think this, uh, uh, you know, like adding Jared Cook and the way the offense is going to roll, 
I'm very high on the Saints this year, and I think they're going to be pretty dominant overall. So I'm choosing the Saints out of the South. All right. I, I, very, I think it's going to be very competitive. The Saints, solid pick. Trey, who do you got? So I'm actually going to go. I, I, I feel the need, since you guys went kind of homer with your picks of the Bears and the Vikings uh, to win the NFC North, I'm going to go with the home state team. I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers. I, I think that – you know, Cam Newton last year, the shoulder was a, a pretty significant issue. That shoulder, uh, you know, I believe to be completely healthy. I think he's got the best collection of playmakers that he's ever had on offense uh, with McCaffrey and Moore and Samuel. I think that um, there's certainly some improvements that have been made on the defensive side of the ball. And, and I think that this offense, and again, I'm going to go with a, another, you know, week one prediction. I, I think that they upset the Rams at home. Um, I think the addition of, of Gerald McCoy to that defense is really a, uh, a pretty massive uh, addition. You know, they've got Kawan Short, and, and I think they still have Mario Addison, too, there on the defense. I think their defensive line is just going to be completely, completely elite. They've got a, an incredible linebacking core. I, I, think, I think there's going to be some, some um, opportunity. That, that division is going to be very challenging, right? I don't think there's going to be any easy wins. I think all four of the offenses in that division are going to be, you know, top half of the league offenses. And so I, I do think it's going to come down in the division to the teams that can, can play defense and, and win on the defensive line. And, and, and I do think it's going to come down to the Saints and the Panthers, uh, but I, I'm going with the Panthers. Yeah. And I'm going to take the other contender in the division and I like your picks. I, this, I to be honest with you guys, I really struggle with this one because um, I think three teams could, could easily win. So I went with the Atlanta Falcons mainly because their defense appears to be healthy going into the year, and that was huge for them. Basically, you know, they lost uh, uh, Neil turning ACL week one, their safety, then Deion Jones, their linebacker, only played six games. Those were key losses, and with those guys back, um, and also Devonta Freeman back. Um, you know, I, I think they could be really good. I think the defense is going to be better. I think their offense will be explosive again. So, you know, by the slimmest of margins, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, but I, I love your picks too. I just, I, this is going to be fascinating to watch because you're right. All four teams in this division are going to be able to score, put up points. And um, I just, I just think the Falcons, their, their defense will, will, will be pretty solid and, and it'll, it'll be just good enough for them to win. Not that I feel real great about that pick. I wouldn't go out to Vegas and put my money on the Falcons to win the division, but that's that's what I put down on the sheet. So, so Trey, I would I would also love if the the Panthers won it. That Gerald McCoy signing, I hope he just rips off the rest of the NFC South again, especially against the Bucks. I I, I don't know his interviews on Dan Patrick. He's a very well spoken man, very funny, uh, very generous with with what he does with charity. So I, I'm big rooting for Gerald McCoy this year, and I, and I hope he just like makes a big difference on that team. Yeah, it's interesting because I think this is the first – like I, I looked at a couple different places and I saw the, the win total, predicted win total by Vegas for the Panthers to be seven. I saw one where it was seven wins, one was eight wins. So, you know, this is a this is an upset pick here, clearly. Um, but, you know, there, there's always one, right? There's always one division winner. There's always one or two teams that make the playoffs that nobody saw coming. So I try to take yeah. that into consideration. And, and, you know, the Saints, I think, are the probably most popular pick here. I right. think that they're in the top five. Um, and, and, you know, to be honest, 
Uh, you know, it would. I probably, if you were just asking me off the cuff, I, I would say the Saints probably would be my pick to win the Super or to to make it to the Super Bowl from the NFC. So, um, you know, it was part of it. Part of it was just wanting to kind of kind of go with a team that I legitimately think can win the division. Um, but but maybe that's not like the odds-on favorite, right? The the paper champs, if you will. We all put our heart rings out there from Captain Planet. <laughs> that's right. So but I put that stat in there, Trey. I don't know if you guys saw that uh, the past three years, uh, going back three years ago, seven, and then two years ago, seven, and then last year, six, new, new teams have made the playoffs. So we've had some turnover in the playoffs. It's not, it's not a ton uh, overall, but seven, 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 six, you know, if this returns back to seven or eight this year, I mean, the Browns could really shake things up. It could be pretty fun. But we'll, we'll get into that later. But there are going to be new teams making the playoffs. It's not going to be – I'm not – I struggled a little bit trying not to go with teams that made the playoffs last year, and I ended up doing a horrible job. But yeah, me too. Me, me too. <laughs> I had the same thought. I'm like, this is too shocking. This looks too much like last year. But, the, but, but yeah, I, I think, you know, the, the Bears last year – granted, they traded for Cleo Mack, but I think Vegas had them as 7-9, and nine, and they won their division. So you're right. There's always a surprise, and it certainly could be the Panthers. They certainly have the talent to do it. Especially with Cam Newton. If Cam Newton is healthy, I mean, they've got as good a shot as anybody. Okay, let's quickly do our wild card picks, guys. Um, th- this is probably the toughest part for me because I left out a really obvious team, and I don't, I don't feel good about it, but, um, but, but I did. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll talk about that when, when we get there. Um, but uh, and so Trey's changing as well. Do you want to give your wild card teams? Uh, so you you're not going to start? You know, you oh, I'll st- okay, I'll start. I'll lead off. That's fine. But I can go. Uh, no. I just went. I just went full NFC North. Uh, I think we're going to have a great uh, outside of division record, and so I think it's going to be the Vikings winning it, and then the Bears and Packers are going to make it. I think the NFC South is going to fall a little bit to other teams, and I don't think Tampa or Atlanta. And sorry, Trey or Carolina, that we're we're going that we're all going to finish around that uh, nine and seven, ten and six record. And I think the the North is going to pull out those ten and six records because they can beat up on the Lions. And here we go. Yeah, I, I mean, mine. I, I took the Minnesota Vikings out of the North because I picked the Bears. I think the Vikings are going to have a very good team. I, I think there are a lot of question marks with Green Bay, but they were certainly in contention for me. But the other team I took as a wild card team uh, was out of the NFC South, the Carolina Panthers. That leaves the Saints out of it for my predictions. And, you know, I know that's a little bit ridiculous, but you just never know what can happen. And I think the Saints are, are going to have all they can handle with both the Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. And there, there are some question marks on that Saints. You know, Max Unger, you, you pointed out, Trey, is, is no longer there. Uh, Sheldon Rankins appears to be on, set to go week one, but he tore his Achilles last year. Remember that? So I don't know if that defense will be as good. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, the Saints probably will look really good and, and smash and, and win the NFC South, and this prediction looks really silly. I feel awkward having them not out of the playoffs, but there are always surprises. So I like the Vikings and the Panthers. Very well could be the Saints. And I looked at the Cowboys, who they're going to be really good too. So can't, you, can't, you can't pick everybody. Someone's going to falter. So <laughs> Trey, who you got in the, in the wild card for the NFC? Yeah, actually, I actually did make a change here. So I've got the Cowboys coming out of the – NFC East, um, and, and I originally had the Bears, but I'm actually going to flip to the Saints. I, I think that all around, the Saints have a better team. I, I like the call from Will, um, and, and I do. You know, I think one of the things that's going to hurt the 
teams in the NFC North is I do think that the Lions are going to be greatly improved. I do think that the Vikings, the Bears, and the Packers all are legitimate contenders. And, you know, let's not forget that the way that the division matchups happen this year, you know, the NFC South teams are, are getting to take on the AFC South. So they get the Titans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Texans. Whereas the, the NFC North has taken on the AFC West. And I really think that those teams, I don't think that they're, you know, I think that the, the Chiefs and the um, Chargers are both like top eight teams in the NFL this year. I think they both have legitimate shots at being like legit Super Bowl contenders. So I do think the schedule sets up a little more challenging. Um, so I'm, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Saints and the Cowboys. Yeah, I think that's a good call. I was, I was going to mention that AFC West because even though you got the freebie with the Oakland Raiders, presumably, like the Bears week two, they've got to go to Denver and face Vic Fangio. Man, I'm a lot more worried about that game than I am week one. And I'm not that I'm not worried about week one because anytime you play a rival. So the Bears schedule to start off, you know, you play Green Bay at home, your hated rival um, to open the 100th season. No, no pressure there. And then you got to go to Denver and, and play your ex-defense coordinator. That's that's rough, man. So. I, I, I think that is a, a good point. I, I hey, got, got, yes, sir. Hold on here. I got something for you. <laughs> you. <laughs> Vikings not make the playoffs. I had to bleed myself. There's a lot of <laughs> Yeah, I, it's tough, man. I, I You know, I was, I was tempted to take them to win the division. I mean, it, you know, it's there's there are several divisions in the NFC. The AFC was a little easier for me. The NFC – was very challenging. There, there's going to be some interesting division races. And, and a lot of the things we think we know, we probably in six weeks are going to realize we didn't really know. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. <laughs> hey, guys, shall we move on to the AFC? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. AFC, lo- love talking about the AFC. We're going to start off with the, uh, the free square in the AFC. That's the AFC East. I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to pick the New England Patriots, okay? I know it's crazy. But they've been pretty good these last couple of years. They got this guy, Tom Brady, who might be the best quarterback ever. And their defense is going to be really good this year, too. So um, any um, objections? Anyone else want to go um, contrarian and pick someone else other than the Pats? I, no. I, I do, actually. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to go the New York. Oh, okay. <laughs> just, just, you know, maybe move to the edge of your seat for, the, for that one. Uh, it's going to be the Miami Dolphins. Oh my god! Yeah, I think it's the Pats, horrible. no question. I think this is the best defense probably the Bill Belichick's ever had in New England, which is really scary because I think their offensive line and their ability to run the ball. I mean, they added Damian Harris to that backfield. I mean, you know, I think that obviously there's some concerns with that Gronk there, but with their defense and their ability to run the ball, I mean, look what they did in the playoffs. It was just obnoxious the way they they just destroyed teams with that running game. So I think that I yeah. It's there all the way for the division. So they get their first round pick back, the tackle from Georgia last year, but they they lost Flowers right to uh, Detroit. But the yeah. only like the only like nice defensive signing from the Patriots that's ever worked out is Jones in Arizona, who had sixteen and a half sacks his first season there. So I don't think they're going to miss him too hard. I do agree. I mean, it's just this is so ridiculous. I feel so bad for this this division. It's just all Patriots. Yeah, let's not waste any more time. Let's uh, let's move on to the AFC West, which which I think is interesting. And for the AFC West, I went with the Los Angeles Chargers, which you know for me I think the Kansas City Chiefs will certainly compete. 
And I also think that the Denver Broncos are going to be a little bit better than people think. But for me, the Los Angeles Chargers, I know they lost Derwin James, which is a, a big loss. I, I'm not sure if he's going to come back this year or not. I don't, I don't think he is, or at least that's a question mark. But I still think their defense is going to be really good. I still think their offense is solid. They've got a lot of weapons. Hunter Henry's back. So uh, for, for me, I'm going with the Chargers. I think, just think their defense is better than the Chiefs. And I, as good as the Chiefs' offense is, I, I just – I don't know. I mean, maybe their offense can carry them. It'll be close, but I, I like the Chargers to pull it out this year. I am going with the Kansas City Chiefs, and you know, part of that is I think the continued, as scary as it sounds, you know, the continued growth and development improvement of Patrick Mahomes. I think the complement of weapons there, as as we all know, is is very elite. Coaching staff, I think, is elite, and, and honestly, I think that their defense. Um, you know, th- there's some nice additions there. So I think their defense is going to be a little bit improved this year. Um, I, I do, th- again, this was probably the the single division um, in the AFC for me that was challenging. Um, but I- I'm going to go ahead and go with – t- I'm going to take the, the Chiefs. All right, Will, so yeah, break the tie I, for us. Yeah, I'm also, I'm also going to go Chiefs. Uh, I think that it's interesting that the two years ago uh, – the guard that the, the Chargers took in the first round is now the backup. They also have another injury from what is it? it's a Kung right on the offensive line because he had that uh, blood blood uh, like clog issue. And I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit opening the season. And I, I don't think it matters for the Chiefs right now. I think you're gonna see a very fun and dominant team. And the film that we saw in Patrick Mahomes last year last year may not be relevant for this year because things are run a little bit more. They're going to have a new scheme for him this year. He was just getting his feet under him last year, and I, I'm very excited. I know that uh, historically he's due for some regression when it comes to stats, but I think historically he's probably due for some uh, – after, after his first year starting, he's due for some, some pretty big regression positively in his performance in the NFL. So I'm very excited for what they're going to do and super high on Damon Williams and the rest of that team. But I think the Chiefs will come out of that because I'm just not worried about anybody else. I mean, are you worried about the Broncos? Are you worried about the, the Raiders? You know, and then it comes down to the Chargers. And I, I think the Chargers are messing up. So I, I do think that that, that Austin Eckler-Justin Jackson combo is going to perform very poorly for them. And I, I don't like that. And I know running backs in general in the NFL don't matter. But it, it does it, – when you, when you look at the fringes of what they can do, I think that they're going to miss him. I think they're going to miss him early. And we'll, we'll see how that ends up for them. Hey, Will, I didn't know you became uh, Melvin Gordon's agent. That's, that's, uh, you didn't tell us about this gig. That's Congratulations, man. Hopefully when he signs a deal, you'll get a nice cut of that. Um, I, I think the church is on this I get 0.35%, which is still like <laughs> a boon for me. So. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs, I, I like what you said about Mahomes, though, because we keep hearing the narrative. It's, it's lazy um, analysis, right? Like, oh, he's going to regress if you look at historically. But you're right. He, he wasn't a rookie, but really his, his first year as a starter, like it's possible he's the greatest quarterback ever. And not that he's going to actually top his numbers last year, but he could put up numbers darn near close to it. So I, I really like that call. And I think the chiefs offense is, is still going to be super explosive. It's, it's just a matter of, um, you know, what their defense can do. And they added some pieces. So we'll see. Uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to watch the chiefs and it'll be fun to watch the chargers and also the Melvin Gordon saga. And if they do struggle, let's say they come out of the gate. Oh, and two, uh, what's going to happen with, uh, with that Melvin Gordon situation. It'll, it'll be fun to watch. So. I think we can move on to the AFC North. 
which is really interesting. Another division that's interesting. And Trey, <laughs> why don't you lead us off? Um, who did you pick in the AFC North? So this is going to shock a lot of people, especially if you've listened to our podcast for a length of time. I've, I've been a, a big fan of what the Browns have been doing. And, and, and I feel like I was kind of a fan of what the Browns was doing as an organization before it was cool to, to be on the Browns oh, bandwagon. But, but I will say at this point, I, I, I do feel like that one of the things that's going to significantly hinder the Browns ability this year is their offensive line. And so I, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to win the AFC North. Um, I think that the Steelers have an elite offensive line and their defense is just underrated. Okay. They had a top six defense last year in yards per game allowed. And I think that gets lost a little bit. They've added some talent to that defense. Um, and, and I think that there is, uh, you know, there's been a changing of the guard there. There's no more Le'Veon Bell. There's no more Antonio Brown. But uh, I feel like James Conner, you know, the RB1 this year in fantasy, and Juju Smith-Schuster are uh, set to take the reins and run with them. So so, 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 so let's just know Trey's son has come out of his bedroom, and he's like, Dad, you've been talking about the Cleveland Browns all year. Now you're picking the Pittsburgh Steelers. No, What's I, up with it's this? unacceptable. Trey, why does, he have a, why does he have a James Conner jersey on? That's right. That's right. You're welcome. The Steelers yeah. pajamas. What's going on with that? Yeah, uh, it, was a, it was a pretty easy call for me, to be honest. I, I just – I have a hard time. I think that the Steelers, you know, unify that got these two guys that have been distractions, I think, a long time on that organization. I think that they're going to unify and, and come out. That that offensive line, I think, is is elite in in a lot of ways. So, uh, so Will, you, you, what do you think? You, you think it's going to be the Steelers or the Browns? Or are you going to go some some other direction with this? Yeah, I'm actually going to go the Ravens. I don't feel. I feel like the Ravens team in general is going to have a ground and pound. Uh, Lamar Jackson takes a step forward, and you're, they're going to find some weaknesses uh, in the Steelers and Browns, and they're going to be able to pull out that division win. So I, I and my opinion on the Browns will come later, but they're not winners yet, and I don't believe they're winners yet. Just because you have a, a cool, like a cultivation of talent does not mean that you're going to be a winner. And the Ravens have had consistency at the head coaching position. As soon as the offense coordinator took over last year, the team felt a lot better. And I'm very excited to see this Ravens team play. They're going to be very boring, I think, for the NFL, though, minus outside of their top, like, you know, two, three skill position players. So I'm taking the Ravens out of this division to win it. And, again, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a, a 10 and 6, 11 and 5 situation. Are you worried about the Ravens and their losses on defense? They lost four starters from last year. No, because Terrell Suggs is too old. Nobody cares. Uh, <laughs> and then they added uh, what's his face, the safety from the from the Seahawks, who I will assume made a full recovery from his broken leg. And they're also a well, Earl Thomas, right? Right. Yep. Uh, yeah, Earl Thomas. And I think that uh, it hasn't went like their defensive subtractions hasn't haven't really mattered over time, in my opinion. I mean, Carl Suggs is. Am I wrong? But is is. He, he can't be that good at this age. And I think it's more of a scheme situation, and I trust that their defense is still going to be good. No, fair enough. And, and, and it very well could be. And they're going to be – the Ravens are a fun team to watch with Lamar, with Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Uh, is he going to take a leap forward? They've, it's, they're going to be very interesting to watch. 
uh, I also put down the Steelers for this. I, I was tempted to put down the Cleveland Browns, but as you alluded to, Will, we haven't gotten into them yet. But I, I just feel like it's a little bit premature. The Browns have a lot of questions on their offensive line. That's the, that's the big question mark with them. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, we haven't seen them do it yet. So the Steelers, yes, they didn't make the playoffs last year, but they just missed. They have solidified their linebacker situation um, with drafting um, uh, Smith. Um, uh, I, w- I always get the I always get the Tampa Bay linebacker and the Pittsburgh Steelers rookie linebackers confused. So, um, but but in any event, <laughs> I, I think the Steelers. Yes, they lost some some they lost some some key playmakers on offense, such as Antonio Brown. But I, I think that they're not going to miss a beat. Still a good offensive line. James Conner is underrated. We, we've talked about how we're really excited about him this year. So I'm going to go with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, he's I'm going to go. Th- no, he's not. Not in Will's <laughs> book. So I'll go with the Steelers as well. Uh, but I think the Ravens will certainly compete for the division. And uh, Cincinnati, we don't need to talk about them because they're going to be pretty bad. Okay. We are going down the home stretch, guys, because we have one more division to discuss. That is the AFC South, which all of a sudden is very interesting. Andrew Luck has retired on us. It doesn't seem like he's going to unretire this season. So. You got Jacoby Brissett um, leading the Colts against the rest of the, the division. Who is going to emerge from the AFC South? Will Greenwood, why don't you lead us off here? Woo! After the recent deals, uh, give me the Texans. Uh, I, I don't think losing Clowney is going to be that big of a uh, difference maker on their defense. They did well without him when he was injured. I think adding Laramie Tunzel is going to be absolutely massive. I know it's going to take a little bit of – time for them to gel and i'm okay with that but uh i, I am very very pro texans this year uh i'm very very pro duke johnson i mean carlos Hyde's fine but uh I, I think this this team is built to succeed now and if you know if, like quentin merciless stays healthy and the rest of their secondary can stay like relatively healthy i don't think there's a team that they can't keep up with so that's not that, that's basically not what i'm worried about in the south and the you know they may maybe they'll play like a rain game in, in Jacksonville if they'll lose or, or you know maybe they'll drop a couple games here and there. But overall, uh, I I'm weirdly pro Texans this year, and because I think they have one of the worst team names in the league, it's it's odd for me. <laughs> it's it's not very original, is it? The Houston Texans. Yeah. It would be like the Des Moines Iowans. They wouldn't get a lot of big – they wouldn't have a big fan base, everybody. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and just say it here. I also picked the Texans as well. I I think it's it's very interesting. I think it's up for grabs. I think everyone's got a shot in this division. I mean, I'm not necessarily really high on the Titans, but, you know, if – Either Marcus Mariota can can get to get it together, or Ryan Tannehill can come in and save the day. I think they could compete in this division. So I, I think it's um, it's up for grabs. I think the Colts are not going to just fade and die. I think the Colts they're a very solid franchise. They just don't have a franchise quarterback right now, really. So I'm going to go with the best quarterback in the division, uh, Deshaun Watson, and I'm going with the Texans. So Trey, do you want to disagree with us? Um, two two Joes pick the Texans. I do. And, you know, part of this has to do with, again, just, just trying to go with the, the, you know, not as popular pick. Um, I do think the Houston Texans, if they can stay healthy, have a really good shot at winning this division. I think it's pretty well documented that they played the NFL's easiest schedule last year. 
um, and then were embarrassed by the Colts in the playoffs. Um, and, and I think that it, they also this year now have the NFL's toughest schedule. And so I'm actually going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that the, you know, people, people tend to forget that they were, what weren't they in the, they were like in the divisional championship game, right? They had was the not the, on the ropes two years ago in Foxborough, man. Yeah. And so, and, and that was with Blake Bortles at quarterback. They, they had some struggles last year on defense, but essentially the core, you know, the, um, his name eludes me right now, but the, the, um, Telvin Smith, the linebacker that just kind of retired, you know, like let just quit, I think is, is going to be kind of a huge hole to fill, but I am all in on Leonard Fournette having a monster season. I think that he is going, I think he has gotten serious. I think he's, I mean, it's, it's, he's come out and said, like, he's taking it more seriously. He's taking care of his body. He's actually eliminated some friends from his life. I think that he is going to have a monster season. I think that offense is going to take some significant steps forward. I think Nick Foles, you know, Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles being reunited with John DeFilippo, I think is kind of an underrated matchup pairing there. And, and I think that they are going to play smash mouth, play good defense, ball control. They're going to keep when they play. You know, it, it's, it's awesome for me because the first two weeks of the season they play two of the most potent offenses in the NFL and the Kansas city chiefs and the Houston Texans, they get the chiefs at home. They go on the road to play the Texans. So we're going to get a a great view of what the Jaguars um, are going to be after two weeks. So um, I do think that it's going to be fun to watch and uh, I'm pretty excited for the, the potential. So I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. Okay. And it's hard for me to, can argue that because I, once again, I, I barely picked the Texans over the field. So Will, what, what about you? You want to, you have any issues with Trey's take or you're, you're cool with it? No, it's totally fine. Uh, the Jacksonville has just been, it's, it's, they had one year of not being uh, trash and then went back to trash. So I, I, I have a hard time leaving them, them moving into the future. Their offensive line, hopefully you will stay uninjured. And you guys know my Leonard Fournette fandom. I really hope that they're really good because if Leonard Fournette becomes a running back one, I, that will just – I will sleep well for the entire year. So, I don't yeah. have – there's nothing – I'm not angry about it. I, I think that that division is one of the more wide-open divisions uh, in the league. So, it's going to be super fun. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's weird nobody took the Colts. Jacoby Brissett, his 2017 numbers say – just kidding. Just the Jacoby Brissett 2017 <laughs> my favorite, One of my favorite stat lines – Referenced during all fantasy analysis this week. Yeah, that, that was a totally different team. Um, but okay, l- let's quickly give our wild card picks. So I'll lead us off just because I started talking. So I picked the Chargers to win the NFC West. So I, I think the Chiefs are going to get in as wild card. And then I got Cleveland Browns, last couple wild card spot, sneaking in. So I got Cleveland in the playoffs, just barely. So those are my wild card picks. Will, why don't you give yours? Yeah, I don't have Cleveland making it. I don't trust – you guys know my, my theory about Cleveland, right? Believe it when you see it and that they're actually going to be good. And I know that they flashed last year, but uh, I think it's going to come back around. So I don't have them making the playoffs. I'm going Titans because always it seems like every year some boring, you know, bleeping team makes the playoffs. And I think this year it's going to be the Titans, and they're going to lose in the first round. 
the most worthless uh, wild card team uh, in the NFL. And it's going to be the Titans just because uh, when their offensive line comes back together uh, after week four, and they're just going to be able to, they're going to grind out games, win games. And then I think the Steelers are going to sneak in in the wild card. It's going to be really fun having them in there. I just think the Ravens are going to win that head-to-head uh, against the Steelers. That's why they're going to have it above them. But, uh, yeah, give me Titans-Steelers for the wild card. So, AFC will go Pats, Chiefs, Ravens, Texans, Titans, Steelers. All right, Trey, bring us home with your – well, not bring us home. We're just still going to pick the Super Bowl. But um, with, with uh, the wild card for the AFC, what, yeah, what do you got? It's, it's Chargers-Texans for me. I think that, that those two teams are both really good and, and we'll, we'll lock up the, uh, the last two playoff spots for the AFC. All right, guys, let's get to it. We're going to give our Super Bowl predictions. So that's next. I'm going to lead us off because I think our listeners can probably guess who I'm going to pick for the Super Bowl. I'm going to pick the Chicago Bears because I can't not pick the Chicago Ooh. Bears. And I'm going to pick it's, – it's, this, this pick is out of left field. The New England Patriots to make it back to the Super Bowl. So you're going to have the Bears-Patriots <laughs> rematch of the 1985-86 Super Bowl. And the Bears will win that one again, 46-10. to 10. Book it. 100th year of the NFL. The Bears. Full prediction, Bears lose wild card weekend on a missed field goal. Oh, man. No, no. Eddie Pinheiro is not going to miss any field goals this year, my friend. Don't say that. Knock on wood. I'll take that bet. <laughs> Come uh-huh. on, Gator uh-huh. alumno. Uh, you know, it's obviously my homerism. If if um, if if the Bears somehow are to get upset in the playoffs, it's going to be the only team that could do it last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. So I would go with an Eagles-Pats rematch if I have to take out my fandom out of play. So you think if the if the Patriots play, let's just say at at Chiefs. For, to, for the, you know, the chance to go to the Super Bowl, they beat them? Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, until, like you said, like you want the Cleveland Browns to show it, until, um, and obviously New England has lost in the playoffs before. You know, they've gone out to Denver and they lost to Denver. They've, lo- they've lost to the Ravens at home. But, well, and the Chiefs have made it to the playoffs versus the Browns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I, New England, obviously, they've lost in the playoffs. They've had some bad home losses in the playoffs in, in their history. But but no, I, I would I would go with the Pats right now to to beat the Chiefs if if but but I think the I think the Pats are gonna have a better record. I mean they they just have a softer schedule at the East. So I think I think I think the the issue that the rest of the AFC is gonna have is that I think the road to the Super Bowl goes through New England, goes through Foxborough. That's tough for anybody. So, but the Ravens have done it. The Ravens have knocked off the the Patriots at home in the past. So the Chiefs can do it too. It's not impossible. All right, Will, you wanna give your your Super Bowl picks? Uh, yes. Chiefs versus Vikings. And because I'm a homer, but I think this is the good year for the Vikings. I think they have everything set in place. Uh, I think the rest of the NFC is super soft and terrible. So I'm going back. Honestly, this is a horrible. <laughs> the I'm NFC sorry. is not soft. That's one thing. It's low. I want, so the thing is, uh, <laughs> I'm fantasy wishing the Chiefs to make the Super Bowl because I want them to. And then I'm just homerism wishing the Vikings do it. And I apologize for this being it. But, uh, you know, I was pretty close with the Jaguar Vikings that one year. So let's have the upstart Chiefs and then the uh, recalibrated Vikings get there. Let's go. All right, Trey, bring us home with your Super Bowl prediction. 
Well, it's going to be kind of boring because you kind of alluded to it. If you were not tainted in your view of the NFL by your Bears fandom, I'm going to take the Eagles and the Patriots. Okay. Very good. Um, guys, let's do a couple of quick hits before we end the show because we, we got to wrap this up. This is our uncut episode of the Fantasy Joes releasing Thursday morning for your listening pleasure, getting you hyped up for the start of the NFL football season. Quickly, guys, team that will surprise us the most, Trey. I think it's going to be the Jets. I think that they're, <clears throat> they're, they're a dark horse for me to not, not necessarily compete for that division, but um, you know, potentially compete for a wild card spot. I, I really like what they're going to be able to do on offense there this year. I know that you know Adam Gaze and the Dow Loggins have been much maligned, especially on this podcast. But uh, I, I really like the weapons they have there in place. I think Sam Darnold's going to take a big leap forward, and uh, I, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. I think Sam Darnold is um, is going to really assert himself as a uh, a top. Uh, top tier NFL quarterback this year. So, all right, Will Greenwood, team that will surprise us the most will be the Bills. We're gonna have a uh, top twenty running back and a top twenty wide receiver come out of that team. Uh, John Brown and my guess will be Devin Singletary uh, coming out of the Bills this year, and we are not expecting that. The Josh Allen up and down year, whatever. Nobody cares. Uh, but positionally, I don't think a lot of people are expecting that out of the Bills. And I, I think they're they're going to have it. And if, if if John Brown or if uh, if Josh Allen takes a good leap, I'm in. The team that will surprise us the most will be the Denver Broncos. Denver is going to have a very good defense. And John I, don't say that, I don't say that just because Vic Fangio is going there. I say that because they have the personnel as well and Vic Fangio. And I think that offense is going to be serviceable. Joe Flacco. Is not amazing, but he is a Super Bowl winner. Not suggesting that the Denver Broncos are going to the Super Bowl. It's from the breaks there. But I think that their offense will be able to move the ball enough. I think their running game will be good enough with uh, Philip Lindsay and, and, more importantly, Royce Freeman. And the Denver Broncos are going to win some games. Not quite make the playoffs, but they're going to upset some teams. And they're, they're going to be a force and a playoff contender in the AFC. Trey, the team that will disappoint us the most will be. Yeah, I, I, put, <laughs> I put the Cleveland Browns, and and I think it's partly because I think there are a lot of people that are expecting really great things out of them this year. Um, you know, uh, basically expecting Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham, and and Nick Chubb all to be like top five of their position. Um, and, and I think that there could be some struggles there. I think that the offensive line, I I think, is going to be a problem. Um, given the fact that they play in a division with two elite defenses. Um, and um, I can't – why am I having trouble right now thinking of the fourth team in that division? It's Ravens, Steelers, Browns, and – Cincinnati? Bengals. Not an elite defense. <laughs> not – That's not, all you can think of. You wanted to forget about them. You're like, I'm not going to be a problem. Everybody else has. Yeah, but but I I, I think that they're going to disappoint. Now – you know, they could still be nine and seven. They could make the playoffs. But I think that ultimately the production there is going to be a little bit disappointing. I'll, I'll go second here. Well, I'll let you bring this home. The team that will disappoint us the most, I say, is going to be the Green Bay Packers. And, and I say that mainly because I think they're in a stacked division with the NFC North. 
And I, I, well, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be good. I think Devontae Adams will be good. You guys know that Jimmy Graham is going to be good, their tight end. But, but I, I think in terms of, um, although they're going to have some fantasy performers, as, as I said, there are a lot of question marks in that defense. They're already um, hurt in, in, on that defense. And I don't think that defense is going to step up enough for them to be super competitive. I, th- I think we like when the Packers are good, unless you're a Bears fan like me, you don't like it when they're good. But, you know, generally speaking for the NFL, it's probably good. But I don't think the Packers are going to make the playoffs um, while a lot of people like them because of Aaron Rodgers. I think their offense could be really good. Their defense is just be mad with their schedule that they have. They're going to they're gonna let some people down. Their backfield probably will let some people down. I'm Jones. really worried about their skill position players. Like, what if old Jimmy Graham gets hurt, Ryan? Your, you know, your hot take goes his down. His finger is already hurt, not man. Because, That's yeah. Why. yeah, it goes down not because of his skill set, but just because he, he's, he's old. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's, he's primed for injury. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's it, it is a concern. Yeah, so yeah, they could disappoint, you know, and on the fantasy front as well. But but I think certainly through the season. So when was the Will, last time you you leaned on a fifth round, uh, second year wide receiver to be, you know, your wide receiver <laughs> on a team? That's a great recipe for success, everybody. That's how every team succeeds. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, mine is going to be the Atlanta Falcons, and this is a fantasy disappointment. They play, what, 13 of 16 games indoors. Everybody's talking them up. Matt Ryan's going to have a massive year. Uh, and I think that we forget that the, the better Atlanta Falcons from last year, who finished 10-6, and six, not 7-9, and nine, he went for just under 41 yards, at 4,100 yards and 20 touchdowns. And why wouldn't that be their recipes for success? They invested a lot in the offensive line. Let's say uh, the running backs perform better, especially my boy, Quadri, even though he's really far on the depth chart, down on the depth chart, but uh, Devontae Freeman stays healthy, and they actually don't need to just be in shootouts every time. And even though they're in domes, they're still playing a little bit of ball control and having it uh, basically dictating the game to the other team. The, the, the Falcons' recipe for success isn't Matt Ryan being the quarterback he was last year. Uh, they did finish 11-5 in that Super Bowl year, and he did have very similar stats to what he did last year, but I don't see this team as the same as that. And uh, – I think that we're going to be just a little bit fantasy disappointed in how we're projecting that team besides Julio, and that's it. Everybody else I think you're going to be disappointed in for, for what we want. All right, so, guys, we're going to close the show here. We're going to throw out some last-minute calls. Anything we want to get off our chest before kickoff? I just want to get off my chest before kickoff that I am super excited for football to finally start. I, I mean, I can't believe we're, like, less than 24 hours away from kickoff. We've been waiting for this all season long. And I'm ready. I am so ready. It's going to be hard for me to sleep tonight. I'm going to be pumped all day tomorrow. Then I'm going to go off the grid during the Bears Packers game. I'm not going to be on Twitter or group me or anything. I'm just going to watch the game and hope and pray that the Bears can flood a victory against the hated Packers. So, Trey, you got any final thoughts and last minute calls? Anything you want to get off your chest? Because I know Will's got several things. So, Trey, you want to go next? No, skip them. Skip them. Come on. <clears throat> no, not especially. I'm I'm just excited for the game tomorrow night. I'm excited, not excited to be able to sit down and watch an NFL game. It should be there's some fun storylines even in the in the game tomorrow night. So it should be should be a good one. Well, the thrill you got to bring us home with with something. Come on, fun last minute call. Get us some off your chest. Come on. Uh, I am flaming hot now again in my life, and this has been a constant addiction issue with me. Uh, Leonard Fournette and. Uh, I was trying to, ba- I was baiting Trey into this, but uh, you think you can be top five, Trey? Because I think you can be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think he's going to lead the NFL in rushing. 
I want it. I want it so bad. I want my Leonard Fournette, King Leo takes to be right from a couple years ago. I'm fantasy wanting. (laughs) I don't care because I I, I, I just want it. Like, I just, this is what it's supposed to be, right? This is supposed to be fun. And he has the skill set and talents to do it, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I've been um, – you guys are influencing me. I've been scooping him up in, in not, not in my dynasty leagues, unfortunately, but my redraft leagues, I got a lot of Leonard Fournette. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm on the Leonard Fournette train. So let's hope he can put it together this year. I'm trying to make every single move to get James Conner and Leonard Fournette that I possibly can right now. <laughs> and I moved Leonard Fournette and James Conner early in the offseason. That's just my fantasy style because I go through waves of uh, you know, analysis and opinions and things like that. And that's, you know, you make moves and you end up overpaying. Uh, if anybody was curious, the trade that I offered last week to Trey, we ended up doing Juju straight up for James Conner. Uh, Trey had the massive value swing towards his way overall. But uh, I'm not really scared with that team. I, I needed that third running back, and I think it was the right move for the team. You got, like, the the other, you know, top five, four dynasty wide receivers in that league, Will. So, put it in context, it's not like you're hurting a wide receiver. So, Well, my uh, starting wide receiver would be Devonta Adams and DeAndre Hopkins. And then the running backs <laughs> with flex will be uh, James Conner, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara. And uh, uh, honest opinion, guys, for a super flex league, you're in this league. Say, take it out of this league. Would you start Adam Thielen in front of Jimmy Garoppolo week one in a super flex if you didn't have, you know, like quarterback backup? Uh, no, yeah. no I, for me, not. I'm sorry, Trey, didn't mean to jump in no, over no, you. But not, in that in that Tampa matchup, no, I start. Yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm going Garoppolo. It's tempting. Yeah. I think in full PPR, I would take I would take Adam Thielen because I think if he catches eight for eighty yards, that's sixteen points. And and I think Jimmy Garoppolo coming all the way from the West Coast, man. I, I'll just be honest. You guys know this. I'm not in on Jimmy G. I'm I'm not in on him. I'm not in on. I mean that. Other than George Kittle, that offense is lacking for weapons. And while I do think that the Tampa defense is going to be certainly susceptible, um, I'm just not sure that the 49ers offense I'm buying into. Plus, to be honest, you know, man, it's a 14-team super flex league. So I I think that depending on, you know, I I think that there's a – I think there's a better chance that Thielen goes for 25 points than Garoppolo. Um, and, and I also think that if one of those guys is going to be in the single digits, it's going to be Garoppolo and not Thielen. So I, I feel like he's kind of maybe got a little safer floor and a maybe even higher ceiling. Yeah, you really can't go wrong. I mean, you're right, Trey. Thielen in a, a PPR league, it's, it's, a, it's a great play. He's, he's going to be a nice uh, DFS play, you know, for, for cash games, I think. But um, anyway, guys, we got to go. We're the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter at FFJoes. Check out our Patreon show. Join us on Patreon. Support us. We're the Patreon Joes there. We're patreon.com slash finishy Joes. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes. Enjoy week one, everybody. Good luck. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. We're the Fantasy Joes. <laughs>